currently streaming on Disney Plus is the full and only season, I hope, of Secret Invasion. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it is scored at 56% by the critics, 57% by the audience. And I kind of have to agree. These mother trucking screws on my mother trucking planet. That would have been better if he, if he said that. <laughs> Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. My name is Angel. I'm Adan. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert. All episodes are directed by Ali Salim. Also, you have writing credits of Kyle Bradstreet, Vito Dantes, Jonathan Hishpin, Matt McCree, Ilema Mizra, Jennifer Muro, Joven Robinson, Brian Tucker, Michael Beam, Grant Eaglestein, and Roxanne Paredes. And that's probably why this series is scored so low. So many different writers. I'm sorry, I felt that this was all over the place. What about you? What are your thoughts? I was actually down and good for it. I gave it a lot of exceptions because I'm like, they can't do the true scroll, scroll invasion because what they did with the Marvel movie, Captain Marvel, and then what they did with everything else afterwards. Then episodes five and six came out, and that's where I had my biggest problems. Right. You also have here starring is Samuel Jackson, Amelia Clark, Don Cheadle, Kingsley Ben Adir, Killian Scott, Ben Middleson, Olivia Coleman, Charlon Woodwood, Samuel and Woodme, Kate Frinderen, Ermina, there goes a bad one, Chichikova, Colby Smolders, Dermot Maroney, Michael Epp. Anna Madele, oh, Martin Freeman, Iris Ayale, Tony Curran, which I thought was awesome. I, I like to see him when he was in it. You also have here veteran actor. He just had more of a cameo from Happy Gilmore. What's that guy? The villain from ha the bad guy from Happy Gilmore. Oh, he was also in uh, John Piscopo. Oh, that Joe Piscopo. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I got him mixed up with Joe Piscopo. He was, I'm thinking of the movie uh, Fatal Attraction. No, Fatal Instinct. Beto Instinct, which was a knockoff from, I just watched it not too long ago. It was a, yeah. a parody. Christopher McDonald. Yeah. He was awesome. And he had a small-ass role. It, he should have been used more. But anyway, six episodes. It started off great. And like you, I started filtering off at episode four. I would say after episode four, that's when it started getting like, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, this... Came out too soon, in my opinion. This should have came out after the introduction of the Fantastic Four in the MCU. The scrolls are attached to the Fantastic Four. That's what we know them for. Even the Super Scrolls, they had the powers originally to emulate the Fantastic Four. Johnny Storm, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Girl, and The Thing. So here's the thing. I had a, I, sorry to cut you off on this. No. So, and in the original comic, like, the Fantastic Four really didn't have much to do with the Secret Invasion. If anything, no. they should have, this should have been affected with the Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel should have stayed away from the scrolls, focused on the Kree aspect, and maybe another race, mm -hmm. and not try to make the scrolls like, oh, they're good guys, and they're trying to go in. Make them like, literally like, we don't know much about them other than they're shapeshifters. They're not necessarily bad guys, but they're not in the picture. That way, when you introduce the scroll invasion, then they become more of a threat. We don't know what they're truly capable of. If they're really that, you know, that bad, it's the whole thing of like making the bad guys seem good and good guys, seem, you know, kind of thing that we see a lot in the Marvel franchises mm -hmm. um, to humanize those characters. They should have just left them not be human 
and then humanize them later on, that would have been more of a threat. But that, I, I, that goes with my problems with Captain Marvel also. I think that's well, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, even though I do like that film, and I know you don't, I do like yeah. that film because of the direction it went. Because at that time, all these Marvel films were coming out and they were just knocking out of the park. And this took a little turn. They slowed it down. They slowed down the momentum a little bit. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. Now, if, when we review it, my opinion may change. But it was all over a place. It had some nice explanations. And it says how Nick Fury got all his intel or how he was able to be someplace at once and or on other places. Like, because you have him being copied by Talos, where he's been, you know, we saw that in the Spider Man Far From Home. True. You remember that? Mm-hmm. We saw that in his skull because we find out, like, where, where is he? And that gives the question, like, when was Nick Fury really on Earth? When did he go to space or Saber or to run Saber? Oh, they said it. So he was on Earth prior to that. And then when the blip. And, that I, and when they came um, back. Well, they say when he came back, that's when he went to Saber. Right. But what I'm saying about the blip. Yeah. I have a problem with that, too, because uh, Maria Hill, when they both get uh, snapped or blipped, mm-hmm. she says Nick. Yeah. No one calls him Nick. Everyone calls him Fury. They they brought that up in the Ms. Marvel film. They brought it up here in the series. Maybe that wasn't the real Maria. Maybe that was a scroll. Or he could have been the scroll. No, they they, that, that, they that, he did a flashback memory where it was like he was supposed to be him. I understand, true, but it didn't make. I mean, I think there's a mistake in the writing part. I do like again they they give a little bit of a, his history that he fell in love with a fellow scroll. Mm-hmm. I like his relationship with Talos them going them bantering, going back and forth, and stuff like that. Yep. Because you can t- you can see even though in Ms. Marvel they they met as enemies and then they became friends. And you see that friendship strengthened through here, back and forth. But that being said, Fury did him wrong. Oh, absolutely. You don't leave your best friend to die. I mean, Dale, he, he was stabbed to death. He wasn't really stabbed to death. He was shot in the shoulder. Uh-huh. And then he was stabbed. And they, then he was stabbed. But the thing is, you don't leave him to die. That's your best friend. You just don't leave him there. Well, here's, have the, here's whole, the thing. Like, but I have a problem with that whole scene. I, well, I have a problem with all that shootout scene because these people shooting and they're all just shooting in one direction instead of like having the military like cover all points. Yeah, no one's covering the president. They they all come around and easily shoot Talos that fast. And why is Talos banging on the window when you can just shoot the window or use the rifle butt, the rifle butt of the, uh, the butt of the rifle, excuse me, and just hit the window and smash it because all he's doing is going to do the same thing as smash the window. I thought it was a proof glass. But regardless, the thing is like, there's ways to penetrate. Yeah, it could have been, but like, come on. And also, a window has to be smashed from all that flip, the flip over. I mean, or why not just open the damn door with his strength? Don't. Yeah, I think they show like him able to rip a door open or something. But I'm saying, if he's strong enough to to break through a bulletproof glass, he should be strong enough to rip the door open or to flip it back onto his wheels. Hmm. You know, but then again, my, my problem was him being left there. Nick, you, you suck. No wonder he was mad at you. The guy who's been impersonating you, getting your intel for what, about 30 years, has been there with you for the thick and thin. It made me put a bad taste in my mouth for Nick Fury. True. To me, Nick Fury, even in the comics, 
that kind of fits par for the course. He's a guy who uses other people. It doesn't matter the situation. He, he, yes, he does it for the betterment of the world and for the people and whatever, but he will use and abuse every single soul that he has access to in order to accomplish his goals. Does that make him a good guy? Hell no. Does that make him a guy who gets the job done? Arguably, yes. Does he make more enemies than he should? Hell yeah. I get it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Kingsley Ben Adir, I, and that, that name is so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. It's just, it's Ben Kingsley, the switched, the great actor, Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. But this guy here, I guess his parents, or maybe he took it for a stage name, called himself Kingsley Ben Adir. And I just, I was like annoyed. And I was just annoyed with him. I just had, had trouble looking at him. His eyebrows looked like he had two cigars on his eyes right there. I just saw him on Barbie. He looked better there. His eyebrows were done a little differently. It was taken down. And also, it was like, why are they always in human form, especially at their home base? Their home base from the budget. I understand that. But the thing is, like, to me, it felt stupid because if you're at your home base where no one could be around because of the radiation, the toxic, deadly radiation, no one can be there, no human. So be in your natural state. I understand if you're going to go out. You gotta be, you know, you have to transform into human. And then they also had issues with changing, or they did a lot of times where they're changing from human to alien, that their clothes sometimes changed and sometimes didn't. And I, I'm sorry, in a production like that, the detail should be more there. Like it should be uniform. It should be uniform. And again, if you're gonna change, I know they did it in the Marvel films, uh, Ms. Marvel film, where they change and the outfit changed as well. It's like. That, to me, is stupid. Just like those old vampire films of Dracula or whoever, they change from a bat back into human form, fully clothed. Here, if you're going to change from alien to human, fine. Keep it as the regular clothes. They did it in some scenes, where in other scenes, they changed the whole outfit. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, just, that's, that's so lazy. So the, the only thing I can think of uh, as to why they stayed human is because they... Even though they were against Fury and whatnot, they still adopted the the initial training or poly, uh, tra- tactics that they used. Remember when Talos was recruiting to work for humanity? And the idea was take on the human host persona. So much so that no one could tell if you're actually a squirrel or human. In order to do that, you have to stay as the persona. Adopt it fully. And can't they change multiple times? They can. So, again, this is this is the one thing I was like, they don't really do a good job of explaining why they need to be in that persona all the time. In the comics, it was like making Manchurian candidates. In the comic, they, they adopt Sleeper cells. They were sleeper cells. So, no matter the situation, does not matter the situation, even if they're in private, no matter what, they maintain their role. They maintain the mental, they even put mental blocks in their own mind to make them forget they were scrolls until they were triggered. Right. No, I get, I get that. The comic book did a far better job of explaining exactly. and in sense. And but here they just don't go that route in any capacity other than the fact that should have. It was a kind of a policy that was built in with the, uh, with Nick Fury talking to them saying, you need to do this. And this was Talos's idea kind of situation. Right. And they should explain it. It would be a lot better. He didn't have to go in so full much detail. They should have 
bit in it. They should have explained that. I could tell you they could have done it in one scene. What's that? So when they first show the scene where they recruit someone and they show him, like, do you take the oath and do you do this and da da da, da. Right there, they could have been like, you're going to take this job. That machine's going to connect you over. You will be him until we trigger you. And then boom, that's it. Fair enough. That would have been that would have been a lot better. I don't have any really favorite moments, but I have favorite performances. I can see that. Don Cheadle and Olivia Coleman, the British girl. Okay. In red. They were oh. awesome to me. Villa were awesome to me. She was great. She reminded me of like since we did the Mission Impossible review. Yeah. Work one. She kind of reminded me of Max. Yes. In a way. But Max is a little more reserved, where this one was a little more having fun. She said, like, you know, it was like she was a cross between Max and I just watched the the show Pettyworth not too long ago. Okay. And there was a like a cycle British chick there too. And it was like, if you took those two together, this would be her. And she's like, it's like all proper but sadistic about it. She's like, I'm, you know, we we could do this a couple uh different ways where you just give me the information, or like we could do it the other way and we have some fun with it. It's not gonna be pleasant for you. <laughs> right. And Don Shield's character, what I like about this one is like he embodied a female because the scroll was female. Mm-hmm. And I love that take on it. Yes, he's that scroll was impersonating a male, but as a female playing a male, and he's a male playing a female playing a male. Okay, I see what you're going at. Yeah, and I and just like that take because he saw me. He's having when he's able to be himself as a scroll, but in human clothes, um, human skin. You can see where it's like having some fun. Now, there is a debate of when Rose was taken over. I definitely don't think it's at any time with Civil War and on, in the sense of it wasn't before Civil War and it wasn't after Civil War. It was like a little bit more closer because he has no exoskeleton. Well, that's after Civil War. I'm saying it wasn't before then and it wasn't right after. It was like, it was like relatively close to the events here No, because he can't walk. It may have been, it may have been, I can't remember, but it may have been during Falcon and the Winter Soldier because he makes an appearance. I don't remember if he has an exosuit on or his legs because when he gets taken out, when the, the original Rhodes is awoken, he is being supported. He can't walk. Yeah. So you're saying it had to be after uh, Endgame. But before Winter, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. I got you. I got you. But there's there's memes and videos on Instagram and TikTok showing that, oh, this is differently now since we know that Rose was a scroll. It's like, no, no, because he has that exosuit. Mm-hmm. If they're copying someone, they don't have to have the exosuit. Not unless they were doing like what we talked about. Like, like not exact copy. Like a exact, exact copy. Yeah. Right. Because I think after one point, like after Endgame, supposedly like he was supposed to get like a chip in his back to help him or whatever. Right. But clearly it does not like in the, in the place here. What do you think about the action? Let's ask, talk about that. It was okay. I liked when Gravik and his team came to rescue the guy who was, who was in hostage, who was being tortured. That action scene was pretty cool. But everything else was okay. The one at the end where Diane and Gravik are fighting. No, I had problems with that whole. Me too. He looked like when he transformed and he had the multiple powers. He reminded me of, I can't remember, he's a DC character. Metamorpho. Yeah, that's what he looked like to me with, with the long ears. Arguably, that's like how Super Scroll is, though. Like, you see him like right. one flame, one tour, you know, one rock. He's like, he he adopts like the actual physical attribute. No, I understand. But he, 
but you also, but the color scheme also remind me of that. Oh, well, that's because of who he had in them. Like, right. But, and I have a problem with the harvest. The concept of the harvest makes no sense at all. You're going to have Cap, you're going to have Steve Rogers, you're going to have Thor, you're going to have Hulk, you're going to have blah, 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 blah. All these powerful guys, it made no sense. Take mm -hmm. one of each, have it. You know, you have the power, the strongest person. Who's the strongest person? Maybe the Hulk or maybe Thor or maybe, okay, fine. Steve Rogers, he has the, the super soldier serum. Okay, take that. And then you have the power of Ms. Marvel. You're fine, okay. It's like, so you're saying instead of putting them all in a blender, have them itemized into individual vials. Well, no, you can have it in a blender, but it doesn't have to be like several people of the same power strength. Oh, I mean like super strength, super agility and whatnot. I mean, Captain America actually has other attributes that are better than Thor, but like Hulk, Hulk gets stronger. Thor can channel lightning. So like they have complementary powers, but then they have external powers beyond that. But you know what I'm saying though? Like yeah, it's just, I guess it seems like they, they had a list of all the strong people, which it doesn't really make sense to me. But I do love the fact that they did a callback to Iron Man 3, Extremists. Is that what it was to be? Oh, yes, it was. Even had it when she was looking at the computer, it showed it. So Extremists. That's what I thought initially. But here's the thing. I was like, but that's not a power. But see, that's not a, that's not a DNA power. That's a, that's a science experiment. Yeah, like a drug or like a nanotech kind of situation. Unless they took the DNA from uh, the leader of AIM, who, who said he was the Mandalorian, the, the blonde. I can't remember his... The Not the Mandalorian. Name. He was supposed to be the Mandarin. The Mandalorian again? <laughs> Mandarin. Did. But yeah, no. But even at that, he, it wasn't perfected. Like the, the, the flaw with the extremists was that they would burn up, overheat, and then they would literally burn like solar flare no but he had the perfect uh he had the perfect sample he was a mixture of the mandarin and also who fang fung fin fang fung him because he had spit out fire yeah which was also an iron man villain which I they didn't did. do they only used the the healing factor of the extreme right so like the guy okay i'm gonna go into this now so what should be the Super Scroll used the most minute abilities of the three characters he had in him. Yeah, with Root. Did he have Groot? He had, oh, yeah. When he killed his right-hand man, when he went, swoop, that was Groot. Even he said that. He had, says, Colus, he had Cole Obsidian. He had Guess Groot. And he had the Extremists. Those were the three he had, right? Right. And so did she. So did she. she had, well, Gaia had Extremists. Mm -hmm. We saw that earlier when she got shot and then she... Revitalized or resurrected. Okay. And that was another thing. I'm like, the extremist shouldn't make you as functionally immortal, but it's not immortal. I'm like, he should have been able to heal. No, he, because remember in Iron Man 3, Iron Man or Tony Stark, he, the, the, not the, the main villain, but the second, the right hand, the second in charge. Yeah. He hits him with a, a chest blast into his. That's how he takes him out. Okay. I guess because he did, he took away the heart. He destroyed the heart or burnt out the heart. Or if they do enough damage, like can't repair, right? Like that. Okay. But, but I, at the same time, you're right in the way that Gravik had all these superpowers in him, just like Gaia did now. She's super nerfed. They're mm -hmm. both nerfed. So, uh, not nerfed. Uh, nerf and oh, nerf means you weaken them. So, oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't know the, all the lingo. What's the correct one lingo then? Souped up. Uh, they're Uber. <laughs> it's Uber. Like, yeah, there you go. 
They're Uber scrolls. They're not super scrolls. They're Uber scrolls. Yeah, because like they have literally all the powers of all the superpower uh, characters on Endgame, uh, on the battle, mm-hmm. which makes her like a god. Literally. Yeah, and him too. And he just gets knocked out the He literally has the power of Magneto. How does he have the power of Magneto? Because that guy only controls metal. But Magneto's not part of the MCU. No, one of the aliens that worked for Thanos. Oh, oh, uh, um, um, but it's metal is tele, it's not, it's not metal. It doesn't have, um, oh my God, what's his name? Well, that's even better for him then. It's telekinesis. Yeah. It's not, it's not metal. He's like uh, super powerful with his telekinesis. Right. Mm-hmm. So your point is what? Did we see that? I thought we had that. We saw that in the fight. Yeah. One time. I'm saying like, how did they learn, did they learn it so fast? That's what it's also is like. You gotta learn all this stuff. You know how to use it. You know how to call into the powers. I would understand him understanding his powers a little bit longer than she did hers because he had a couple power sets that he could learn into. Fine, mm-hmm. cool. But then, like those others, he doesn't. And she's going full Captain Marvel, staying full Captain Marvel. And he's like game dominated. And I'm like, they're on. Par- they learned the powers at the same time. You're gonna no, argue well, the fact that he's not less the- than she is. He had some powers before her, but they got souped up or Ubered at the same time. I would dare say he's more trained as a fighter than she is. No. Yeah, I right? no, that I agree. That I agree. And uh, he's had more experience with alternative powers than she has too. Yes, but she's as as par of him as soon as she gets the powers, which is like how? Because she was in and, the same room, like in the same. Area. No, no. She, I I understand. I understand that. But I'm saying he's more seasoned with having powers than she does yes no and that's what i'm saying he should have been dominating more and that is the dumbest plan to make two godlike creatures and just pray that one of them doesn't turn on you in the hopes of saving the world well one's already turned exactly but like the well, one he's setting is hoping that one doesn't turn of all the plans that that like yeah you could argue it's a desperate plan but nick doesn't deal in desperate fury doesn't deal in desperate he deals he, in absolute Correct. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Because yes, he has a sure plan. Like this is going to be the not, but now it's not. Mm-hmm. The de aging has gotten better. Yeah. But thing is, you have Nick Fury looking young, but moving old as hell, just like Harrison Ford de aging in the Dial of Destiny. It looks great in a sense visually, but when you see him in motion and you see him like he's like walking, trying to put the coat up on the coat rack, he's like, and he's like supposed to be fifty. I mean, I don't know the age of Nick Fury in the MCU at this point, but in my opinion, Nick Fury should have been killed and Maria Hill should have been the new leader. Because like, I'm not sure that like the leader of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., because I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is now kaput or yeah, yeah. Uh, Saber. Definitely, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. was definitely going to put uh, kaput. And I think Saber is just their new version of S.W.O.R.D. Oh, that's what I mean. That's why I'm calling it Saber, but a S.W.O.R.D., sorry. No, they, calling... they call it Saber in the, in the show. Oh, they do? Yeah, it's like, oh, you're in first saber. Oh, all right, then I'm, I stand corrected. Because the thing is, Samuel Jackson, he's old, okay? And it's time, like, for fresh blood to come in. And Maria Hill is young, and she's trained by Nick Fury. She knows the protocols. She knows how his brain works. So it would have been a perfect thing. Like, she should have not died. Yeah, she should have. I agree. Maria Hill shouldn't have died, especially the way that she did. Mm-hmm. But... I understand, though, in the sense of the Marvels is coming out. Nick Fury has a big role in it. Just for me, though, I think he 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 needs to be done. This 
like Marvel should have came out first, and then this could have switched where he met his demise and she takes over and be the new Fury. Also, okay, so why the hell put on the eye mask, the eye patch? Throughout the whole series until the, like the end of the fifth one, he doesn't wear the eye patch, but then he goes to the cemetery. He gets it's the harvest. Like Clark Kent, Superman, man. I just think the glasses on. You don't know who he is. <laughs> but it, it made no freaking sense that he meets everyone without the patch. But now he has to put the patch on. And then he puts on the purple hat. I know he likes purple, but it reminded me of Zemo. Here's my thing. For a super spy, everybody knows who he is. Oh, James Bond. Everyone knew who James Bond was. Like, literally, he'll walk into a building. People are like, Fury, what's up, man? Is he not a secret to anybody? No, I understand. It's just... I have, I'm not, I don't like the series. I was hoping to like the series. It started off well. Mm-hmm. First three episodes, I was, I was pretty good with. I was solid. Episode four, I was like, mm, I, I, it was losing me. And then five and six locked it in. Right. From all the series that we have seen already on Disney Plus, and I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm not going to rank this, but I have to say, from after watching this, this is not better than She-Hulk Attorney Law. And I thought She-Hulk Attorney Law was bad. In fact, I'm going to look up the scoring right now for that. Love this versus She-Hulk? Well, yes. On Rotten Tomatoes, because we're going through Rotten Tomatoes, Secret Invasion is scored at 56%, where the audience scores it at 57%. But for She-Hulk, at 77% by the critics, but 32% by the audience. Yeah, it sounds about right. I know a lot of that people don't, right. that don't like yeah. uh, She-Hulk. I didn't either. And I agree in the sense, like, I, I don't say anything against this talent, but, like, the portrayal of Gravik here was also hard for me because I tried to distance myself from the co- the source material when I watched these things. Mm-hmm. But Gravik in the comics, even though he's, like, a villain to the Fantastic Four, he is, like, diehard for the people. He is their super soldier. Well, he's a super scroll. But what I mean by that is like, he's their Captain America. He's, he'll do whatever he needs to, to save his people without sacrificing his people, to my knowledge. Now, if there's issues that say contrary, uh, that I missed out. But to my knowledge, he'll do whatever, he'll sacrifice everything else, kind of like Black Panther, he'll sacrifice everything else for the better man. Sacrifice himself. He'll sacrifice himself. Before killing off a random scroll just for mouthing off at him or saying, you know, like, I slightly disagree. And but no, but he, did, he didn't just kill one. He, no, no, that's, he, that was he, the first. He, right. He almost, like, took out everyone. And then he, he, he says, I got a great plan. Let me drop a nuke on, like, all my people, and that'd be fine. I'm like, and I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, Bro, that doesn't make sense. Now, if they said the power went to its head, he was being corrupted and was, you know, manipulating his mind because like the, you know, the process is not perfected, then I'd be like, hey, that makes more sense. But no, he was in his sane mind, which is insane. Mm-hmm. It makes, and then, then I'm like, that is so far from his character in the comics. And even in like the other cartoon adaptations I've seen. But again, who do you have to blame for this really? It's not the actor, but the writers. Yeah. And, and I said that about, uh, even though you like Captain Marvel, I did not. But mm-hmm. it wasn't because of the, the actresses and the actors. I did not like it because of the writing and, this, and what was done. 
So and and the director, I think it was a female director here. Could be. I mean, it doesn't really matter their gender, but it matters like what what that director uh, does. It does sometimes. Oh no, it's a guy. The guy. So, well, no, but no, but no. Sometimes, like, like, okay, all right. I saw Barbie. Yeah. Right. It was directed by a female, and it should have been directed by a female. Yeah, like, I, mean, I get that. Like, if you you want such one, oh, that's too bad. And you had that sometimes. Like, there's only one movie that I like that I know that was directed by a male, and it was by a female lead. Mm-hmm. It's The Color Purple with Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, I thought you were going to say Aliens. Directed by yeah, directed by a male with a female lead. Right, but the majority of the characters were not female. The majority of the characters were male. Sure. So, but clearly, these people who wrote it and who directed it are not Marvel fans. They can't be. They can't be Marvel fans when they came out with this. There's an argument of like, how much of it do you need to be a Marvel fan to really show that you're a Marvel fan? Here, it it just didn't give that feel. Know your source material. I understand you can't be to the source material uh, because it was changed from the movies, which made it almost impossible to copy the source material. But right. don't go completely full left. I mean, you have to go into it, but like try to steer it back in if you can. It's difficult. It, 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 but it can't be that difficult. Like get the right writers. You know, it's like, I mean, I guess it felt like oil. it felt like one of those situations like, oh, we wrote ourselves into a hole. You know how we get ourselves out. F it. Just give everybody the superpowers, make them super godlike, and then uh, have her work for MI6. And we'll never see her again because she decides to be a super spy. I'm like, she is a walking god walking amongst the people. You're telling me we're not going to see her again. No, exactly. But you know the way they ended, they, they're going to use her again. They're going to have her come back for something. If but they decide to bring in Galactus and she doesn't show up, I'm going to be pissed. Before that, Ms. Marvel was the strongest person. Absolutely. Without question. But now you have this as a rival. I would dare say she wouldn't even be a rival. She should be able to walk into a, give her some training. We'll say she'll need some training. But if it was like just her versus Ms. Marvel, she should walk into the room and just dominate Ms. Marvel with the power set that she had. Oh, no. She's, she is the Marvel female version of One Punch Man. At this point, yes. Aptly named Gaia. The, and like literally the god of Earth or something like that. And then you had the ending, which was super weak. Yeah. Nick Fury and his love. Going back up to Saber or Sword, what have you, in the sense of she's going to go there temporarily. Yeah, they're gonna go there. T- she's go- she said, "I'll be there temporarily. I'll help you out." But I had to come back because she loves Earth. So that's where she wants to die. Of course, because uh, she did such a great job caring for Earth, wanting to do a master plan of uh, eliminating all humanity. Fantastic logic. I'm already nervous about the Marvels, especially girl who plays Ms. Marvel. She, I saw the previews. Um, they didn't want to, but I did, and she's overacting. Like she forgot what her character was like in the first one and she's like and she was she did great in in ms marvel i thought i thought her performance in ms marvel was awesome and here she's over the top and she's like also the first mutant of the mcu yeah of them they gave that acknowledgement that she is a mutant which on she, fact they just made her a mutant in the comics now too yes i heard they did that in the most adjustment idiotic way possible What's that? So apparently her character gets killed off. And uh, and now in the comics, 
X-Men or mutants have a way of resurrecting other mutants. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've been doing it for a couple of years now. And uh, like mutants are functionally immortal using this process. They back up their memories and they, um, every time they die, they just reset them. Yes, yes. So she comes back and they resurrect her and she's like, what the hell? I'm inhuman. And in humans, pterogenesis, deadly to mutants, not possible. And they're like, oh, yeah, you were actually a mutant, but your mutant DNA didn't at trigger yet. So your uh, pterogenesis took over. It just prevented you from turning into a mutant. Wait a minute. Hold up. So she was a mutant the entire time, but her G DNA never triggered. Okay. In the comics, she was originally inhuman. Inhuman. Yeah. Because of the smoke. So they retconned it saying that she was a mutant where, but before her DNA uh, could trigger her mutant power, the pterogenesis took over. And that was the only reason why she didn't die from pterogenesis. Okay. Is extremely lazy writing and very complex in a way. Idiotic and it's complex, yes. Lazy writing to make it simple, but also you make it more complex with that rationale, in my opinion. Yes. Now, I didn't read the exact issue. I just found this out, like reading other things, and, and I double checked it. It is true. I have no idea if her mutant power is the same thing as what she had originally. Or they're just trying to change her power now to fit more with the MCU, which they're probably going to, to make it fit more. Because that's the the gimmick now. Comics need to match the MCU more than the MCU needs to match the comics. So they're probably going to make her light-based powers for her before she would shapeshift herself. Right. Right. She was, able, she was Mr. Fantastic, essentially. Uh, <laughs> is this worth the watch? I would say no. It doesn't bring anything... To, and that, that comes, says a lot. I get a lot of things slide for me, but it doesn't bring anything new to the table, to the franchises. You don't really need to watch it to see anything. Yes, I have to agree. Like, it doesn't really like move the story forward. Like, other series would like lead to maybe a, a movie with the one, a Black Widow, led it yeah. to the Hawkeye, Hawkeye series, Loki. Right. And then you have Ant-Man 3 that led it to into Loki season two. Mm -hmm. Even uh, WandaVision led into Doctor Strange's uh, multiverse madness. Correct. Yeah, for me, is yeah, you don't have to watch it, but maybe one and done. One and done. If you're in the mood for it, get, give it a go. It's all out now, six episodes. Yeah, but the thing is, like, again, it's painful to watch after a while. After a while, it's just like, because it's just stupid mistakes. It's again, you leave your best man, your best friend behind the only one that gave really besides the love of his life he had two other people that care for him maria hill mm -hmm. and talos i mean people could argue captain Marvel, but she's never on planet she's not around yeah also i have a problem with that too and it says since there's shape shift she should never look old i went into the whole like adopt the personality so hard that you you age just as well i know but you know what i'm saying yeah you know it. what i'm saying right i do like she should always look useful because, you know, black don't crack. So I'm, you know, going to, come on, yeah. You have Angela Bissett, who's like in her 60s that look like she's in her 30s. That's fair. Gabrielle Union. Mm -hmm. Again, she's in her 50s. I'm just saying. All right, guys, that is our marvelous review of Secret Invasion. Have you seen it? What are your thoughts? If you have a movie or a series you would like us to review, please either comment below or emails at tales of two bros at gmail.com until next time 
We'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you too. 